You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. Today's business at hand is the business of being an entrepreneur, conceiving of a business concept, and executing that business concept. Feedback has been from some listeners that they're really very, very interested in what goes into creating their own businesses. And it's a popular topic for young people who would like to become independent and entrepreneurial early in their careers from people who have spent a few years in the marketplace working for another company and dream of becoming independent and entrepreneurial. And for people later in life who are reinventing themselves uh, as 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 60-somethings, or older, and want a new pursuit, want something to not only be an income generator and something which can help them out financially, but simply to have a quest, a challenge, a means to become more independent, to have something maybe to pass along uh, within the family. It's a very popular thing uh, to to do, to have a business that you can pass along to family members. And if you've been listening to the last uh, few segments, uh, a popular common theme has been not just entrepreneurialism, that's easy for me to say, but also um, to be focused in the area of restaurants because it's such a ongoing, overwhelmingly popular thing uh, for people to think of. They can relate to restaurants. We all either regularly or semi-regularly or now and then go out to eat. And it's something that people can relate to from the standpoint of, well, I think I can create a restaurant concept. The challenge lies within taking a good concept and executing that concept. Ron, I'm just curious, uh, and, and as you were speaking, and sorry for the interruption, but I had the thought that... You know, a lot of this started in the entrepreneurial idea of going into the restaurant business. Started with the uh, franchises like uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, Chick Fil A, and on and on and on of different. And and then then people also branched out and said, well, if I can do that, then maybe I'll open my own and fry my own chicken or whatever. I, I think you're absolutely right, David. Um, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of uh, Americans who have started off uh, working with uh, one of the uh, fast food franchises or in some other aspect of a restaurant, either working their way up from the very bottom as a dishwasher and uh, a server, someone who is beginning to have that sense that, hey, uh, I, I could probably do this professionally, and... Today, we're going to have with us El Bashiri of El Tobeli's Restaurant in Alpharetta, which is a suburb of North Metro Atlanta, 
a very successful operation uh, operating for more than three decades. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about what went into Al's early ideas of why he would wanted to start a restaurant and, and, and what that concept was. And we're going to talk about uh, not only uh, the concept, but taking that concept to an execution stage. Uh, and I, I might add that uh, if you've ever had a chance uh, to come to Atlanta and come to North Metro Atlanta, you might want to stop in at El Tobelli's, El's uh, Italian restaurant that is also a piano bar. And a focus for today will will be how Al ma- managed to pull off creating a really comfortable setting. It's more than a restaurant. It's more than a piano bar. It's a combination. And it's it's the kind of place where you uh, you not only feel comfortable, but where everybody, if we can borrow a phrase, everybody knows your name. And so I'm very pleased to have as our guest today, Al Bashuri. Welcome to the business, Al. Al. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. And hello to everybody who's listening, and hope everybody have a very happy Easter weekend, even though it's rough out there today. That's right. I think we probably should remind anybody who's uh, anywhere in the southeast, or for that matter, along the eastern coast, that if you don't have to be out, uh, stay tuned into the program. Stay off the roads. Uh, they're they're pretty treacherous, and Al deserves credit for um, making his way to the station. Um Al, I I sense that you're you're a somewhat modest guy. That 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 when we've said you've created this great balance between a good restaurant or a great restaurant and and a great piano bar, and that uh, it's it's somewhat unusual to find that combination in the South. Uh, it's more uh, of what people associate with cities like New York or San Francisco, maybe Los Angeles. Uh, but you've created that kind of an environment here in uh, North Metro Atlanta. So let's go back, Al, way back to um, when you had this concept in mind, whether or not it was a variation on what you have today, uh, and what your experience was that made you feel like, hey, I can pull off uh, a restaurant. Uh, I know restaurants. Was there something in your early childhood with your family, with your great cooks, and was food something that was on your mind? Tell, tell us from way back how you even conceived of, of a restaurant. Well, I have been in the uh, food industry for over, I would say, 40-plus years. And I worked my, worked my way up from different positions in the restaurant, learned the back and front end of it. And then in the mid '80s, um, uh, which I was part of the corporate world, by the way, in the late '70s, and um, I wasn't very happy with that. So I just felt like I can just go ahead and make a career out of this. Uh, however, I did not do that by myself. I had some partners at the time, and we started a very small concept, Italian, just the eatery, and. Um, after a few years in the late 80s, um, in 1988 to be exact, I kind of said I can do uh, better by myself. There was some conflict of uh, points of view with my partners then, so we separated. I separated from them, and it started the alphabetics. And um, 
again, at the very beginning, Altavillage was not meant to be what it is today. It has evolved. And uh, I've been very active in making everything happen. But um, um, it was supposed to be a really nice neighborhood eatery so people can come in and enjoy a good meal. And uh, our motto is home from home away from home for our guests so we can just treat them, greet them, and know their name, their habits, and likes and dislikes. And uh, as we went on, there was some, in the early 90s, there were some folks that were asking me, why don't you put some music? And at that time, Alfreda, which we used to be Alfreda, um, uh, it was nothing. <laughs> it was just a little country, and um, most people who wanted to have some any kind of entertainment had to travel to Buckhead and beyond. So um, well, I took that, and we opened the piano bar part of that, and um, just like I said, it's evolved into that one. It used to be just a piano music, no singing, uh, but as business demanded we hired some singers and uh, here we are so in the early stages you were just going to be strictly maybe a more I, I don't know if it'd be fair to say a more basic Italian restaurant uh, but str- strictly Italian food and why did you come up with uh, Italian food maybe even going back to when you were with your partners mm-hmm. and it was an Italian eatery right. why Italian well, my background with the restaurant business was all Italian, and um, we had a chef. I had a chef that uh, kind of traveled with me. It was half Italian, half um, Lebanese. Unfortunately, he passed years ago. Um, so he was very instrumental in installing the good recipes. They're all classic Italian dishes, and he created a... Most restaurants you go, they have limited menu in terms of uh, options that they offer to the guest. Our menu is very extensive in terms of in terms of entree choices, and we have more than thirty plus entree in uh, menu, and it's a combination of southern, northern Italian, some French inf- uh, influenced items in there as well. So. Um, Yes, at the very beginning it was just to be an Italian eatery, very local, um, so people who are in the neighborhood can come in and enjoy a good meal. Well, it's it's probably also true that uh, Italian has a, a very uh, universal appeal, if you will. I think probably around the world, if I were to take a guess, um, Italian would be one of the top three, maybe Chinese uh, Italian and maybe French uh, as some of the most popular themes. And you mentioned that you were in the business with uh, partners. Was there a time before, even earlier, that you were in the industry and you weren't, it wasn't Italian food that was a part of your career? Well, before my partnership with my ex-partner, so to speak, I was involved with the restaurant business, and mostly it was Italian eateries that I worked, I've managed them, uh, and I waited on the table at the beginning, and uh, managed the back end of it, 
cooked a little bit. <laughs> it was always a small, and so you had to do everything that you can to support uh, the business. And um, but then when we embarked into opening a restaurant, it was a few of my good friends. We're still friends. Uh, we kind of took the chance in opening a small place. Never any other kind of concept, food-wise, or were there any other businesses yes. that you thought about? Um, there was other businesses, like I worked in TGI Fridays <laughs> uh, for a while back in the 70s uh, while I was a student. and um, so, uh, But mainly it was Italian. Did you think when you were with TGIF, and again, we have listeners out there who are going through what you went through. Maybe they're working for a fast food restaurant or a step or two above, like a TGIF, uh, TGI Fridays, uh, and uh, are thinking, you know, they're studying something totally unrelated to food and beverage, but then they realize, hey, this is something I could do professionally, and... They're wondering, you know, do I stay with the company and work my way up? And and maybe that's what you thought. I'd stay with the the organization. Um, I'm not even sure. Does TGI TGI Fridays have a a franchise model? Would would you have been a franchisee? Maybe. Well, at that at that stage when I was working, it wasn't very. Um, um, like I said, I was a student. And my horizon wasn't go beyond that. I was just concentrating my school, going to school and get it uh, through there. Um, yeah, there's two two words in the restaurant business: the corporate world, which the franchisees are franchisors, and independent. Um, for whatever reason, I decided to go independent. Now, hold that thought. We're going to come back. We're going to talk just a little bit more about the direction uh, you decided to take. We're here with Al Bashiri. We're going to be talking more about Al Tabelli's, his great uh, Italian restaurant, piano bar uh, concept in North Metro Atlanta. We'll be back right after this break. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. 
Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Al Bashiri. We've been talking about his restaurant and what went into the concept of El Tobelli's, his Italian restaurant and piano bar here in North Metro Atlanta. And for those of you not familiar with Atlanta, should you be coming and should you be spending any time in North Metro Atlanta? Um, He's in that area that is across between Alpharetta and Johns Creek. And Roswell. And Roswell, uh, so that it's about 50 miles outside our perimeter, uh, straight up 400, Georgia 400. And um, look it up on uh, your uh, GPS source, and uh, you'll you'll be able to make your way to the restaurant. And, and also, I might add that um, this very program can be found in the American... America's Web Radio Archives uh, should be up in the course of the uh, afternoon, no later than tomorrow. You'll also be able to access this uh, through YouTube. Uh, might not be up in the next day or two, but soon. And uh, if you're on Facebook, you could look us up, and it, we should be up there uh, within hours. And as soon as it's over with, it'll be there. Okay, I'm uh, corrected. As soon as the program's over, it's going to be on on Facebook, so you can uh, direct anyone you know to Facebook, and you can like and listen to us on America's Web Radio, of course. So those are all the variations on tuning in to this program and other programs on America's Web Radio. Now back to Altabelli's and Al Bashiri and how he conceived of his Italian restaurant and then executed that concept, which again is is a popular theme on this program because so many people wonder about becoming independent and an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm told we have listeners uh, abroad that are very interested in how we do things in America. We probably have more latitude when it comes to starting a business than any other country in the world. And people find it not just fascinating, but important to their future careers uh, to learn about how anyone got from here to there. And so going back and talking with Al about when he was at TGI Fridays and he had the options of, and you were in school, Al, what did you study in school? Business. Okay, so you were you were you were prepped or being prepped to possibly become an independent operator uh, of of a Fridays. Uh, that, I mean, that could be a direct career path, or you could work for Fridays Corporate. That would have been another career path. And many of you out there, maybe you're not. Maybe you don't have a, a the goals to become more independent, and you like the security of a corporate organization. If you start off in the restaurant business, you can stay with that restaurant organization and work your way up. If you choose to become a little more independent, you could become an independent operator and a franchisee of any number uh, in the U.S. Most of the uh, fast food chains have uh, franchise opportunities, certainly McDonald's and uh, many others. 
Um, but Al, what, what was going through your head? Maybe, maybe you didn't even think about a restaurant in your future. Maybe you, when you were studying business, you were thinking of something totally different. But tell us about uh, what was going on. Well, that's very true. I don't think that uh, I had intention of becoming a restaurateur when I came to this country in 1975. And by the way, if I may add this, that um, for whoever is listening outside of the, our country or even here, uh, this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And whatever I have is just uh, I've had it because of this country. And obviously hard work and uh, planning is a big part of it. But... Um, most countries won't allow you to flourish your ideas and, um, you know, hard work. They always are obstacles. And over here, just do your thing, do the right way, and you can do anything you want. There's no limit to it. And, and you know, we'll, we'll drill down into that for just a bit because, uh, you know, you're of Persian descent and you came over to this country. And, in fact, we have a Persian community here in uh, in Atlanta, mostly in North Metro Atlanta. True. And as I mentioned to you off the air, you know, I, I know a number of truly uh, professional uh, Persians, uh, whether it be studying uh, and uh, practicing law or the restaurant business, um, and you're right, I think the country offers more options to more people. Uh, not everyone is successful. You do have to work hard. Uh, you maybe have to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, and you have to have some skills, uh, some talent. And, 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 and it appears to me that you had all those things going for you. So going back, you were not thinking necessarily about a restaurant. When was it in that whole evolution of the early part of your career that it became an option, that, that something serious um, for you? Well, like, like I said, when I came to this country in mid-70s, it was intention to study and, um, uh, you know, just go to the corporate world in the business and finance. However, um, there were some obstacles during the late 70s with uh, what happened in Iran or the uh, Ayatollah's um, mess that he has created ever since then. We having a lot of trouble in the world and um, I was part of a corporate world after graduation but then I just left and I was working restaurants and like I said uh, in the mid 80s I felt like you know what I have education I'm a people's person I have um, talent to communicate with people and why not do this uh, for as a career and here we are Let's turn uh, to the restaurant. Um, you have some really good people, and I, I would say that people are a big part of the formula. You know, the restaurant concept itself, which in this case was Italian food. Um, you say that you had had years of experience in the Italian food business, uh, the restaurant business. Um so now you're opening up your own place. Uh, tell us about the formation of the menu, because that's really key. And then we'll talk a little bit about finding good people uh, to help you. Um, add, because I sense you spend uh, a, a little time uh, finding people and then cultivating their skills to make them part of your family, your restaurant family. But uh, tell me about forming the, the menu. As far as the menu is concerned, like I said earlier, um, we had this great chef. Uh, his name was George, and uh, he um, uh, 
me with the creation of Manny. He was working with us for a number of years before he passed. And um, so that credit goes to him. But as far as the staffing, um, my philosophy has always been that don't make sta- uh, employees act like a cookie-cut cutter uh, employee that will just go to the table and say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Just let them be their individual and try to find if a customer wants to be preserved and uh, dressed to a certain way, do it. And if they want to be a little friendly and closer and they want to be by the first name basis, do it. So I have given this to from day one, and it still is going. Now listen, treat your uh, treat our guests like family, your family, and then uh, I don't want to tell you that when you go to the table, do this or do that. Just make sure that the customer feels at home. The smile that you give it to them at the very beginning, there's nothing that you can buy with that a smile to replace it. So just go there and be attentive. Take care of them. If they have a problem, solve it. And I always say that, do not let a customer leave unhappy. Does it happen? Of course. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But if you notice that the customer is unhappy about the noise, about the food, about whatever pricing, um, take care of it. If not, call a manager most of the time myself and just work it out. Don't let the customer leave unhappy. You know, it's interesting now. You should say what you just said because um, uh, I, I shared this uh, in some form uh, previously on, on programs um, actually as early as a couple of weeks ago. Um, we, uh, we we have uh, a common perception of what it takes to be um, a, a good server and, the, and much of the experience in a restaurant begins and ends with the server. The food certainly can make all the difference in the world, but if there's a problem with the food, a good server can make things better Absolutely. in a variety of ways. And and so when I worked in the business and I had been a server for uh, a few years and and then I, I managed uh, a restaurant for a very short time, I would share with people uh, that you should be a person. Be a person. Don't be a waitron. You know, it's easy to stiff and ignore a person who's very automated and robotic. Be a person. You know, how, whatever that exactly. means. Be sincere. Try to not bring in your baggage from the outside. You know, think about it. The show must go on. You don't have to be perky and happy uh, if, unless you're feeling that way. But don't be down. Nobody comes to the restaurant to be made to feel uh, depressed. And... I'd say be careful and perceptive of their mood. You know, if they're kind of energetic and you can feel energetic, be energetic. If they want to be quiet, you know, respect that. And first and foremost, give excellent service. Give excellent service. And, um, you know, there were a couple of things, but I think you and I agree that uh, you have to be sincere, give great service, and if something goes wrong, uh, attend to it. There was a great example uh, just last week uh, or two weeks ago. Um, we had um, Hamid Roshdi of the uh, Vendome um, uh, New Cafe in Sandy Springs. Someone came in for a baguette toward the end of the day, and he, you know, his baguettes had already 
gained a reputation. There were none. He walked back to his car. Al, um, or rather, Hamid saw this. Uh, he was sitting with me. He got up and he went out and he talked to the guy and said, was there something wrong? And he said, I was coming in for a baguette. He goes, hold on, called to his other restaurant and said, they're holding two baguettes for you. You know, just, it's, uh, he was leading by example. And that makes the customer come back a thousand times. Yeah, it's just, you can't, you can't buy that. We're going to take a break. We're here with Al Bashiri. We've been talking about his restaurant concept, Alto Belli's. We'll be back to talk more about Al's background and Alto Belli's right after this break. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Al Bashiri, and we've been talking about his restaurant concept, what went into the evolution of creating the restaurant, what goes into executing a restaurant concept. And before the break, we were talking about um, good people, and Al talked about teaching his people to give great service, to be attentive to the customer, and and really, I, I think uh, y- y- you didn't say it, and and I didn't know it back when I was talking to you about those um, sort of basic lessons uh, for for servers. But we're talking about what makes them want to become a regular, what makes them want to come back. And had I thought about it, I might have said back then, just. Give a little thought to the things you can do that might make them feel good enough to come back, you know, and that's what you're doing. You, you have your people treating them uh, like family. Exactly. Um, of course, the food is one thing. They come for the food, most and foremost, but in combination with uh, serving a good food, you need to make sure that you're being welcomed, well taken care of, and felt at home. And that's one thing that I've tried to teach my staff, whether it be behind the bar or uh, the front door as a customer walks in uh, or the dining room staff, just to make sure they create the most about that kind of feeling for customers, especially if they are the first-timers. Um, somehow uh, we just find out, look, you know, you're a first-timer, we want to make sure that... Um, um, you have a good experience uh, because, like I said, 
Um, you can have the second impression, I guess. Is that the expression they say? Yeah. You, know, and, um, you only have a one time to make exactly. a first impression. First yeah. impression, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, and that's how, in fact, our market in the last 30 years has changed uh, in terms of demographic. Say 30 years ago, one of our guests was 40 years old. Now he's 70. <laughs> and uh, but what we've done, and I'm very lucky to be in an area that it's very vibrant with folks coming in, new newcomers in the heart of Johns Creek and Alfred Roswell. Uh, we have a lot of younger generation coming in every month, and we try to cater to them as well to make them. Uh, our customer for the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wonder if that means that there will be um, menu changes or music changes because they go hand in hand in terms of catering to a demographic. Um, and I can imagine uh, that that Randy, and on the evening that I was there, along with Randy at the piano, um, was it uh, Leanne that was uh, singing with him? Is that Or, or Deanne? Who is the, uh, the vocalist? Well, we have several. Um, our format for the music, first of all, we have live entertainment every night. Five nights is the piano, which Randy has been with us for 25 years almost. In fact, we're celebrating his 25th, as well as the young lady that's behind the bar. She is our bar manager. She used to work more hours, but now with other jobs that she has, she works Friday, Saturdays, Kathy. She... Um, will be 24 years with us and so we are throwing a big party for them sometimes in June and um, you're all welcome and invited uh, I will make sure that I will send you the invitation The um, uh, as far as the five nights is that and then the other two nights we try to deviate from piano and go to jazz and Motown music and that's Tuesdays and Wednesdays and we have different entertainers for that now as far as the singers are concerned um, these are all paid singers they get paid to sing at Alta Valley's and they have a rotation of for weekends several of them that they every weekend is assigned to one they make their schedule themselves I don't try not to get involved with that part of it and then we have during the weeknights uh, that Kathy is one of them, Pamela and uh, Tommy and a couple of others that they all also sing uh, on a regular basis. So that's how the music part of the business is um, done at this moment. However, we have changed it. We have evolved it. Uh, that's why we have different nights, um, different special nights. Uh, not every night, but uh, on a monthly basis. We have Rat Pack show uh, every other month. Last night we had the country show, which is very popular. We had a good crowd in. David stopped by. Um, and then we have other um, specific shows, a salsa night, try to get some folks in. And um, th that's the basic part of the... Uh, uh, music part of it. But you mentioned about menu. Um, um, our menu is very classic. And our concept has always been, and I'm trying not to touch that part of it, go to this new concept of infused California or and nothing wrong with those. It's just <coughs> it's a different concept. 
and um, so we change our menu every six months or so but we have to take a couple items out because our menu already is four pages long and we can't just have it extended more and more and our chef creates the dish we run that as a special for a few weeks if positive response comes in we just say why don't we replace this with this item that we haven't seen much activity to it and we change the menu based on that but we try to keep the menu as it is in, in, um, because it's very classic and our ambiance is the same way you know, um, new restaurants have different way of attracting ours is very much like a, like you already mentioned at the New York restaurants uh, in fact I have traveled to New York and San Francisco and I've taken some um, ideas from restaurants that I visited while I was visiting there. And, uh, for example, the pictures that you saw on the wall, it was back in the 90s, early 90s. I was in San Francisco for a few days, and I noticed one of those restaurants had pictures of mostly celebrities uh, signed and framed and on the wall. And I said, we could do that. And uh, But to me, celebrities are folks like you folks like they have come every week we do have celebrities come in the coaches Mr. Uh, uh, you know Falcons players and baseball players and athletes and singers um, but I always felt like you know they come once in a while you know, and they're welcome anytime of course but uh, my celebrities are the ones that come in on a Monday night on a Friday night and anywhere in between so most pictures are those and we filled up the whole wall within like four years <laughs> Well, so, uh, something that was um, uh, a nice experience for, for me recently when I was in the restaurant, uh, I had just been to New York, and we've talked about how your restaurant has some of those elements of a good restaurant and piano bar, but also I had an experience, which I'll share right after we take a break, that was a really pleasant experience that involved your uh, piano player and, and, the, and the singer, We'll talk about that in just a moment. We're here with Al Bashiri of Altabelli's Restaurant here in North Metro Atlanta, and we're going to be talking more with Al about what goes into uh, creating a quality restaurant right after this break. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me and i am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers Call them. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. We're here with Al Bashiri. We've been talking about his restaurant here in North Metro Atlanta, El Tabelli's. It's an Italian restaurant with a piano bar that uh, is uh, just a really very kind of New York concept uh, and uh, by design. Um, and I wanted to share uh, with Alan, with listeners, that I was in there recently and I had just taken a trip to New York and I went to the um, Carlisle Hotel, to Bemelman's Bar in the Carlisle Hotel where they had the great uh, piano bar with a trio. And uh, he turned to the group and he said, any requests? And he looked right at me. So I, I had just been earlier that evening uh, to Carnegie Hall to a tribute to Van Morrison. So I said, anything from Van Morrison? He didn't skip a beat. He launched into Moon Dance. What a marvelous night, you know, it is for a moon dance. And they did a great jazzy uh, rendition. And uh, he called out again, any more requests? And uh, no one said anything, so I said, Moon River. <laughs> so they they launched into Moon River, uh, you know, Henry Mancini's classic. And then on his own, they launched into Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. It was like a moon theme. Oh, okay. That's what your people did. That's what Randy and Barbara, I think, or Pamela, uh, did the same thing. They played, uh, they, they, they thought about it in between uh, Moon Dance, but then they came back to Moon River and to uh, Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. You know, some real classics. But it was kind of nice that me, a relative uh, stranger to them, uh, could make these requests. And I think the audience, uh, the the patrons in the restaurant really enjoyed it. So uh, thanks to Randy, you'll have to tell him that we talked about him in the most uh, positive light on, on the program. I will. Now to go back to the food. Because you have a Persian background, and I mentioned to you that I, I, I know of some Persians that are here in um, Metro Atlanta, some of whom have gotten into the food business. Uh, we have a handful of Persian restaurants, and maybe that's one reason you chose not to get into uh, a, a Persian menu ever. But I'm wondering if, if there ever could be a time when we might see something like a lamb kebab, uh, just one or two items. It's not a fusion. It's another classic. And we're talking real classic because we're talking Italian. It goes back hundreds of years. We're talking about Persian. It goes back thousands of years. Uh, is that ever a possibility? Well, we have done specials in different uh, concept Mediterranean and others, and, and um, actually our philosophy is that uh, people come and ask me, why don't you have this? In fact, I had a customer that asked me if he wanted to have ahi tuna. I said, well, we don't have it on menu. Just give me 72 hours, and that's our concept is you call and say 72 hours in advance, and can we have this dish or that prepared? We'll get it fresh, nice, prepared. We've done many lamb chops, veal chops. I don't believe that we ever did the uh, lamb kebab, but we certainly can do that for you, Ron. <laughs> All you have to do is just give me a call. I, I, I do know that uh, I saw on the menu uh, um, a... Um, I think it might have been a linguine or spaghetti al carbonara, and I was thinking, well, I wonder if they would do that with uh, fettuccine, and you can tell Gilbert that uh, we spoke nicely right. about him, because I said, Gilbert, do you think they can do a fettuccine uh, al carbonara? And he goes, you got it. And so 
like like I said, this is something I always feel like if a customer wants something, if we can do it, we can do it right at the spot. If not, just give us enough time to get it. And um, it's been working good. Uh, within reason. Oh, within yeah, reason, yeah, obviously. I mean, you know, it's, um, uh, I, uh, this is a personal s- story of mine. Years ago, a customer asked me to, uh, if we have lobsters, and I said, well, we don't. He said, you don't mind if I bring the lobsters and make that a special dish with my wife? I said, yeah, we can do that. Our chefs are capable. And they brought a lot of lobsters. This is years ago. And um, I saw that poor baby kind of... <laughs> That's <you> right. Know, <laughs> getting cooked in the pot. <laughs> and I felt so sorry. And Your pet uh, lobster was being cooked. In yeah. Time, huh? So uh, I kind of felt a little bit guilty. I don't know. But um, I guess I have a soft heart. But, yeah, we do we do specials. And if uh, someone has any particular request, we provide the time frame that is needed for it. We can definitely do that for them. How did you decide on uh, the location? Was it um, something where you did an analysis of the uh, demographics or lifestyle psychographics, or did you were you just living up there and you thought I'd like to have a restaurant close to where I live? How did you come I, up with I'm that glad, location? I'm glad you asked that question. You know, they always say location, 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 and that's very true. Um, people have asked me what is reasons that you uh, stayed in business for this many years, and I always categorize it in number one the location and number two the greatest staff that anyone can hope for and uh, as well as great customers that we have because the lo- what I mean by the location is not just the location of traffic lights and intersection but the neighborhood um, they're very very loyal they're very been very loyal and then of course my presence in there for I'm just about there every night. Um, take off at night or so if I have to go somewhere. But um, so those are the elements that I feel like has caused. But as far as the location, my background in business has helped me a lot in running the business, uh, analyzing the future. And um, when it came to open Alta Bellies at the time, this is early 1988. There was just a sign. There was nothing else. Future shopping center coming, where it is now, Haynes Market. And I jogged down the number, called, and they said, well, we haven't even started, but we will let you know if you want or just call us back in a few months. And I kept that. And it was in the uh, latest spring, maybe this time actually, of that year, then they started um, cutting the trees and putting the blocks for the main, which was the Kroger main building, uh, kind of basic operation of um, uh, developing. So I called back, and there was a young lady that I had spoken, and uh, she said, yeah, we can. We want to put one restaurant. What the concept is, I says, Italian. So I gave him some menus in a matter of a couple of weeks and some concept. They said, fine, a neighborhood has approved only one sit-down restaurant for that shopping center at that time. Of course, there's a, a one more restaurant now. But I said, fine. And uh, that was the location that I picked up. We signed a contract in midsummer with the shopping center, hired the contractors, 
go through the planning of design and all of that. And uh, we opened in January of 1989. You know, um, that might be an example of being in the right place at the right time, but also you picked the right place Ex exactly, at the right time. Yeah. I had uh, studied the growth of the neighborhood uh, through the Atlanta Regional Commission, which they forecast a lot of these things. And I knew that the Alfredo would be the next boom town. Roswell already had experienced it, Marietta before that. And then the growth is going to be from here on all the way to endless <laughs> and go to Chattanooga. Well, you, 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 you picked kind of an epicenter for, for future growth. Um, certainly uh, Cobb County, Gwinnett County, Fulton County, uh, off and on for the last three decades have been on the list of uh, top 10 or 20 fastest growing counties in the country. You picked a portion of North Fulton County, which was growing, but also growing in a way that uh, I think um, our station manager can uh, and, and, and owner can relate to. It was a really tall cotton. Uh, the demographics uh, for North Fulton were uh, the kind of dem demographics that, that could support high-end businesses. Very true. And and maybe not so much in the very beginning, but 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 even in the beginning, those communities in Alpharetta, Johns Creek, and Roswell were high-end communities. You're not that far from Lake Lanier, and uh, you don't have the, uh, the development around the lake uh, that's within, I guess, five to ten miles at the most. Um, and... Um, so you, you 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 did your homework and, and you found uh, a really good spot. Um, and what were some of the challenges uh, beside? Oh, also when I talk about being in the right place at the right time with the right concept, <clears throat> uh, shopping centers, developers that create shopping centers with anchors like Kroger are generally um, established developers because Kroger won't be a part of a, won't be the anchor tenant in a shopping center with uh, developers that aren't somewhat established and those developers won't do business with someone that they don't think has the right credentials. Sure. So going back to your early entry into the food and service business with TGI Fridays, you accumulated the right credentials. I mean, sure. you know, certainly you have to have the financials, but they also want to know that this guy has the experience to pull it off, and you, you had that all. Well, to open any business, uh, including restaurants, you got to have a good business plan. you got to have a vision. you got to do your homework with the numbers just to make sure that, um, you know, you're not taking chance by because okay I want to open a restaurant for example is it going to work or not now when the first restaurant that we opened in mid 80s with uh, other partners our biggest challenge was financing because we were, we were not in a position to have lots of money and most bank wouldn't even uh, give us a chance to present them with a business proposal um mostly because they said, well, you know, you, you work at a restaurant as a waiter or a manager or whatever. Uh, but we, we overcame on that one. And um, so that helped <coughs> when it became time to talk to the folks that at the shopping center we were in 
that now had experience in running a business as an owner. So it was easier, but the financing was still a little bit of a challenge. But I put a real good business plan for um, the SBA department of bank that we financed. And and, this is an example of where having been a business major really came through. Absolutely. Because it does. A a good business plan can make all the difference in the world. And and you think it, it right? I mean, like I said, I am. Um, that's one of the reasons I felt like you know what I'm an educated man. I um, study the business numbers and all of that. I can do it, and uh, we did that. But that's that's just one part of it. And restaurant business is the riskiest business there is. Uh, statistically, they say fifty percent of the restaurants, and some people say eighty percent of the restaurants, they don't make it within the year. And then out of the surviving, there's another 80% casualty with the first five years. So the true um, uh, survival rate for a restaurant past five years is very, very less than 10%. And uh, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. So you gotta have a good menu. You gotta have a good concept. You gotta have a good location, which I'm very lucky to have all those three. Very, very lucky to have And certainly repeat customers. Uh, You must uh, run a business uh, that exemplifies um, maybe not the 80-20, but possibly 70-30 or something like uh, 70% regulars with uh, 20 to 30% uh, somewhat new, an infusion of new customers. But it's holding on to your regulars that makes all the difference in the world because Atlanta is an extremely competitive uh, uh, restaurant North Atlanta marketplace. In North Metro Atlanta, uh, some really good restaurants come and go. I mean, people think, oh, you just have to have really good food. Well, no, that's not enough. Well, I can tell you also one thing is uh, the, the, the money part of that is I had set aside for six months, and that's part of the SBA loan was, of cash flow that assuming that we're not going to make money. But I have to pay my chef, I have to pay my dishwasher, I have to pay my staff, I have to pay the rent and insurance and all of that. And not yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's part of the formula. Absolutely. And, uh, but I was very lucky that we didn't have to wait that long. And uh, one reason was, um, like I said, when people came in, they we treat them the best we can, and they responded positively. They went out and said, okay, this, this new place opened up, let's go. And then a couple more showed up and more showed up. But that is one of the reasons. The reason I brought this up is uh, one of the uh, – perhaps the number one reason for failure in restaurant business is lack of cash flow. I was going to ask you yeah. if being undercapitalized was – what you think is one of the biggest right, problems? Because I've had people they come and ask me, and I said, "Man, you got to have money." And uh, I actually jokingly I tell them, "Go to the doctor, get him check you up, and make sure that you're sane." <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant is not for everybody. You got to have a tough skin, and I, I, I mean, not in a negative way, but you have to be very patient person. And uh, you just have to grind it out and get customer one at a time to build it. Is there um, any other advice that you would offer to a young person? Because um, 
We had uh, recently Michael Coles, um, who was the gentleman who started the Great American Cookie Company, I might add, with 4000 of his dollars and 4000 of his partner's dollars. And uh, they wanted to be in Perimeter Mall. They had done their homework, and they thought Perimeter Mall would be a good place to be. And the, G- the GM for the location said, no, you guys aren't going to sell enough cookies to pay the rent. And they worked on this guy, worked on this guy, worked on this guy. And then there's the funny story about the first day of opening where they thought of everything except for uh, oven mitts. So they couldn't open the oven. The cookies caught on fire. There was a fire. The fire department uh, came wow. down <laughs> to Perimeter Mall. On the very first day, the GM came and said, is this go- what it's going to be like every day? And they managed to succeed. Uh, but uh, they were lucky. Um, you know, they they were not undercapitalized, and they managed to get that business off the ground. Is there any other advice you'd give to young people? Uh, wh- what I was segueing into is that businesses can be risky. Things can happen that you don't foresee. Um, you probably are going to want to take more risk when you're young than when you're older. What advice do you have for anyone thinking about a, a, a restaurant? Well, this advice that I would give is not just for the restaurants. It's basically for any business, a small business, I should say. And that is do your homework and work in that field as an employee. So if you want to open a restaurant, go work as a dishwasher for a while. You probably don't need the money for that, but go work as a waiter and go work as a cook and learn, see how difficult it is to be in the 95 degree in the kitchen and a very hot, a steamy Atlanta night. Or even 120 degrees sometimes, I think, in some kitchens, you know. It's uh, very hot. Yeah. And then um, just, then you know you can respect it. I mean, my, a couple of my, I have two dishwashers. One of them have been with me about 12 years. Uh, he's a Swedish guy. And he doesn't want to move on, actually. He doesn't want to move up, I should say. I've given him a chance, you know, why don't you become the prep guy? And no, 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 I'm comfortable. But I would never scream at that guy. I scream perhaps at a waiter if he does something that is not very proper. But I would never, because I know how hard he works back then. And you probably know from your own experience. Yes. Al, I want to thank you very much for being on the Business Hour today. We've been listening to Al Bashiri, and we've heard about his restaurant, El Tabales, here in North Metro Atlanta, what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, and I really appreciate your time. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays. Have a great weekend. Be careful for anyone on the East Coast that is experiencing storms and flooding. We'll see you on the radio and the Internet next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.